Now, we have been going through a series entitled, There's No Other Name. And we've been looking at different names connected to the person of Jesus Christ. Today, we're actually going to go to the Old Testament. And we're going to look at an Old Testament book. It's the second Old Testament book in, in the order of your Bibles. And we're going to be looking at a name that God calls Himself by. But lest you think that it has no application to Jesus, we're going to discover in this message how this name that the God the Father claims in the Old Testament is also applicable to God the Son, Jesus Christ. And so we're going to focus on, in our series, there's no other name, the name I Am, Who I Am. We're going to look at I Am, Who I Am. That's a name that God attributes to Himself and names Himself by. We're looking at Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. It says, And Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Francis Schaeffer wrote a famous book in the 1960s titled, The God Who Is There. The God Who Is There. That's what God says. I am who I am means I am the God who sees and hears, who knows and remembers, who cares and loves. I am the God who has a plan. CWC Life family and friends, let me let you in on this reality. The I am God. He is a God who is more reliable than your car, more loyal than your dog, and knows more than your phone. Whether you've got an iPhone or a Samsung, God knows more. That's this God. He does not leave you or forsake you. He does not let you down. He is the I am who I am. Or as they say in the hood, I is who I is. That's who God says He is. I am who I am. The name I am is the most iconic and recognizable name of God. And it is from that name that the name Jehovah or Yahweh comes from. The name Jehovah is used over 6,800 times in the Bible. It is the personal name of the Lord God of Israel. This name became so sacred to the Hebrews, they refused to say it out loud out of fear of mispronouncing it. When they spelled it, they would leave out the vowels, spelling it, Y-H-W-H. Just in case 
they misspelled it. As I've already stated, it was used over 6,800 times in Scripture. Three times more than the name Elohim, which is the Hebrew for the English translation of God. Yahweh literally means to be or to live. He is the self-existent one, always present and engaged. But listen, to the Hebrew, to be does not just mean to exist, but to be active, to express oneself in active being. In other words, God is the one who acts. God is the one who acts. God acts on behalf of those who cry out to Him. God acts on behalf of His covenant people. God acts on behalf of those who in their time of crisis, in their time of affliction, turn to Him. My friend, I want you to know that God, who is the I Am, who I am is declaring through that name no matter where you find yourself no matter what you're dealing with if you call upon my name the I am I am capable to act I am capable to intervene I am capable to help you out I am able to deliver you I am able to restore you I am able to revive you I am able to renew you I am who I am the only time the Hebrews would pronounce his name out loud was on the day of atonement once a year the name of God which according to Jewish tradition is too holy to say out loud is spelled in these four consonants Y-H-W-H without the vowels which makes it unpronounceable and is referred to as the Holy Tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton is a word that means four letters. Y-H-W-H comes from the Hebrew letters Yad, hey, vav, hey, yad, hey, vav, hey, you getting it? Yad, hey, vav, hey. Jehovah and Yahweh are from these hybrid terms. What that means is that the vowels from the word Adonai, which is another name for Lord, sovereign, are inserted into the four consonant Hebrew consonants and so the pronunciation for the name of God or Lord has been Yahweh or Jehovah but no one knows for certain the exact pronunciation it has been noted by scholars that in the Hebrew I am may more literally be translated I will be I will be Mm. You know what that's saying? God is saying, I will be 
what you need me to be when you need it. That's why you have the compound names of God. He says, I am Yahweh Jireh. I am the Lord, your provider. He says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your healer. I am Jehovah or Yahweh Nisi. I am the Lord, your banner of victory. I am Jehovah or Yahweh Makedesh. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am Jehovah Yahweh Shalom. I am the Lord, your peace. I am Jehovah or Yahweh Roi. I am the Lord, your shepherd. I am Jehovah Yahweh Sidkenu. I am the Lord, your righteousness. I am Jehovah Yahweh Shama. I am the Lord who is there, the ever-present one. I am Jehovah Yahweh Sabaoth. I am the Lord of hosts. I am the God of the armies of Israel. God is saying, there's no crisis. There's no situation. There is no trial, trouble, or tribulation that you'll find yourself in. That I am who I am. Cannot be who you need me to be when you need me to be it. I am. Woo! God is telling Moses, there was nothing before me. There will be nothing after me. There is nothing beyond me. There is no greater power. There is nowhere I can be. There is nothing I can see. I am everything. I am everything. I was everything to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will be everything to you no matter what I am, God says. And CWC Life, God hasn't changed. No matter who you are, or where you are, or where you find yourself this morning, He is the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present one who wants to deliver us from slavery. I don't care what your hurt is. I don't care what your habit is. I don't care what your hang-up is. Whatever binds you or blinds you, the I Am says, I've come to show up and show you I'm greater than your hurt. I'm greater than that habit. I'm greater than that hang-up. I'm greater than whatever your past has made you. I am greater and I can make you brand new. I am who I am. The Spirit-Filled Life Bible footnote on Exodus 3.14 reads, God identifies Himself as I am who I am. Revealing His divine name declares his character and attributes reinforcing that the issue is not who Moses is but who is with him the issue is not who Moses is but who is with him for you see Moses had an identity struggle he struggled with his identity there in Exodus 3.11, he posed a question. Who am I? He posed this question in response to God issuing to him a God-sized assignment. And Moses, feeling unqualified, feeling like he lacked the credentials to go and deliver the children of Israel out of the hand of Pharaoh, Response to God's issue, uh, issuing this directive to him. Who am I? 
But then God says, you need to know who I am. I am who I am. He was saying to Moses, the issue is not who you are. The issue is who I am. And church, I want you to hear me. Those of you watching on live stream, I want you to understand. There are times in our lives when God will give us a God-sized assignment. And it is in those moments when we will feel like Moses, unqualified. But God wants us to understand through His name, I am who I am. The issue is not who you are. The issue is whose you are. If you belong to God, you've got God's backing and support. And He will empower you to achieve and accomplish the assignment that He's called you to carry out. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, God is the I am for everything I am not. God is the I am for everything I am not. As much as Moses was confused about who he was, the Lord God Almighty was assured about his own identity. The Lord had no doubt concerning his own identity and personality. Read the passage of Exodus 3, 14 through 17, and you will discover that the Lord reveals that he is neither puzzled or perplexed. Listen again at how God reveals himself to Moses. He says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I am the God who sees my people's affliction. I am the God who rescues and redeems. I am the God who is going to give my people the land I promised their forefathers. And he reveals to Moses, I am the God who got involved in my creation, who speaks and who intervenes. I am that I am. I will be what my people need me to be. Where Moses was full of confusion, the Lord makes clear as to his identity. God was saying through declaring, I am who I am. He was stating to Moses, I am the way maker. I am the miracle worker. I am the promise keeper. I am light in the darkness. CWC life. There is no problem that is too difficult to, for our God. There is no difficulty that is too hard for our God to resolve or to deliver us from. Today I'm talking about the I am who I am. I'm talking about the God who is saying to you and I, everything that you are not, I am. And I am more than enough to get you through what you're dealing with in your life. Later on, through His Son, Jesus the Messiah, even more of the Lord's identity and personality would be revealed. In the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus reveals that He, His Father, and the Holy Spirit possess all these characteristics. You read John's Gospel and you discover what are called the seven I Am's of Jesus Christ. He says in John 6, several times, I am the bread of life. Then he says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. In John 10, he says, I am 
the door of the sheepfold. In John 10, he also points out, I am the good shepherd. And then in John 11, 25, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And then in John 14, 6, he makes it clear, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He doesn't say, I am a way. He doesn't say, I am a truth. He says, I'm, I am a certain kind of life. No, he uses a definite the in front of each one to say, there's only one who is the way. There's only one who is the truth. There's only one who possesses the life that is highest of highest order. God, through Jesus Christ, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he says in John 15, I am the true vine. And he points out that if we're connected to him, if we're connected and remain and live and abide in him, we will live fruitful and fulfilling lives. You see, by living and dying for us, Jesus himself has become the promise we live by. He is the truth we stand on. He is the bread that nourishes us. He is the shepherd that leads us. He is the vine that makes us fruitful. He is the resurrection for which we hope and the gateway to which we can experience eternal life. He is all these things and more. The almighty everlasting God. The one who is the great I am. I want you to understand today there is no need in your soul that Jesus cannot supply. There is no need in your heart that Jesus cannot meet because He is exactly what we need when we need it. He is satisfaction guaranteed. He is supply uh, that, that is assured to us. No matter what you're lacking in Jesus, God will supply all your need according to His riches and glory. Woo! I didn't come to play today. I came to preach. William Wetley. William Wetley speaks about the importance of realizing that Jesus is the greatest of all connections. He writes, you are not connected to somebody. Or you are connected rather to somebody who is not only the Alpha and the Omega, but the new in you as well. He points out Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters in the Greek alphabet. New in you is the middle letter. Thus, Jesus is not only somebody who will be with us in the beginning when we're born and at the end when death comes he abides with us in all that is between in the middle <laughs> in the middle when temptation comes to turn us around in the middle when satan attacks to dismantle and destroy in the middle when friends become few in the middle when resources run short in the middle when the unexpected shakes the foundations of our lives in the middle when relationships are severed yes in the middle 
Therefore, we can continue to abide in Jesus. Why? He is sufficient for whatever comes between our beginning and our ending. Jesus is not only with us at the beginning, He's with us at the end, and He's with us in the middle. In the middle of the storm in John 6, Jesus shows up as the disciples are rowing, and they're rowing their boat, and they're freaking out thinking this storm is going to take us under, and they're rowing and rowing, and then Jesus shows up walking in the water, and they said, ah, it's a ghost, but Jesus used the word there, ego am I, which is I am. He said, do not be afraid, I am. Jesus is in the middle of your storm, you're not going down, you're going over. can throw me in the burning fiery furnace but you're going to discover that in the middle Jesus is going to be there in the middle of the fire setting me free walking with me and reminding me in him I am fireproof in him I am waterproof no matter what you're going through in the middle Jesus is with you in the middle as well So what I want to communicate to you, secondly, is the God connection will set me in the right direction. The God connection will set me in the right direction. A young boy by the name of James had a desire to be the most famous manufacturer and salesman of cheese in the world he planned on becoming rich and famous by making and selling cheese and began with a little buggy pulled by a pony named patty after making his cheese he would load his wagon and he and patty would drive down the streets of chicago to sell the cheese as the months passed by the young boy began to sell the cheese but he began to despair because he was not making any money in spite of his long hours and hard work one day he pulled his pony to a stop and began to talk to him he said Addy, there is something wrong we are not doing it right I am afraid we have things turned around and our priorities are not where they ought to be. Maybe we ought to serve God and place Him first in our lives. The boy drove home and made a covenant that for the rest of his life he would first serve God and then would work as God directed. Many years after this, the young boy, now a man, stood as Sunday school superintendent at North Shore Baptist Church in Chicago and said, I would rather be a layman in the North Shore Baptist Church than to head the greatest corporation in America. My first job is serving Jesus. So, Every time 
You take a bite of Philadelphia cream cheese, sip a cup of Maxwell House, slice up a DiGiorno pizza, cook a pot of macaroni and cheese, stir a bowl of cream of wheat, spread some gray poupon, slurp down some jello, or eat the cream out of the middle of an Oreo cookie, or serve some stovetop. Remember a boy and his pony named Patty. And the promise little James L. Craft made to serve God and work as he directed. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I want you to understand today, when you put God first, everything else adds up. When you put God first, everything else adds up. Oh, what are you saying, Pastor? When we let God do the leading, then we will truly be succeeding. When we let God do the leading, then we will truly be succeeding. God told Moses, when Moses said, who do I tell your people send me? You tell them, I am who I am has sent me. Why? Because God wanted him to know you're not carrying out this task by yourself. I am with you. I am for you. I am going to empower you. I am going to be everything that you feel you're lacking right now. I am going to be your helper. I am going to be your wisdom. I am going to be the power that's going to show Pharaoh that his gods mean nothing. That his gods can compare to I am who I am. Church, let me let you in on something. The circumstance you're in is not the final answer to what you're going through. You have one answer to what you're dealing with. You need to declare it with your mouth. I am who I am is with me. I am not going down. I am going up. I'm letting him lead the way. I'm going to stay up connected to him. I'm going to live in him. I'm going to abide in him. I'm going to live in him. You do that, you will overcome. You will overcome. With reference to the name, I am who I am, Bible scholar Warren Wiersbe wrote this, the name conveys the concept of absolute being, the one who is and whose dynamic presence works on our behalf. It conveys the meaning of I am who I am and what I am and I do not change I am here with you and for you <laughs> I am who and what I am and I do not change I am here with you and for you 
Some time back, I read through a devotional written by Stephen Furtick entitled, Unqualified. And in it, Pastor Stephen Furtick included these words. The Lord says, My name is, I am. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not I was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not I will be. When you live in this moment, it is not hard. I am there. My name is I am. Woo! The issue is not who you are or who I am. The issue is whose I am. Because if I belong to him, then I belong to the one who says, I am who I am. I am the Lord, your help. I am the Lord, your deliverer. I am the Lord, your shelter. I am the Lord, your stronghold. I am the Lord, your defense. I am the Lord who will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I am the God who is more than enough, regardless of what you're dealing with and facing today. What are you saying, Pastor? God is the I am for everything I am not. This is why you and I can stand in the face of our enemy just like David did with confidence because it doesn't matter what weaponry, it doesn't matter what kind of weapons or armament our enemy has. David says, you come with your sword, your javelin, your spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of Israel, the Lord of hosts. David was saying, Goliath, you come with your stuff, but I come with my deliverer. You come with your weaponry, but I come in the name of the one who made the heavens and the earth. The issue is not, am I big enough to tackle you? The issue is, is God able to deliver me from your hand? That's a no-brainer. You're nothing compared to him. You're like a little dust on the ground. You're like a little sand on the seashore compared to my God. Church, I want you to know, it may seem bigger than you, but that's not the issue. Is it bigger? Is it greater? Is it more powerful than the one who created all things? God is the I am for everything that I am not. And the God connection will set me in the right direction. You see, this is why I praise Him. This is why I read the Bible. This is why I fellowship with Jesus day by day. Because if I stay connected to Him, it's like that keyboard. The reason you hear it sounding, the reason you hear it working, is because it's plugged in to the power source. All I gotta do is stay plugged in to Jesus. And then my life will play like it ought. And then my life will perform like it ought. Stay connected to Jesus and you will be set on the right direction. When we let God do the leading
will truly be succeeding. We're not going to follow our whims or wishes. We're going to let him lead us into his will. And I want to encourage you today. Like David, pray to God. Show me your ways. Guide me according to your truth. Let God do the leading. And you will truly be succeeding. Quit trying to lead your own life. You're going to end up in a ditch. You're going to end up in a pit. But you let God lead you. He will straighten out your paths. He will clear the obstacles. He will make the crooked places straight. Let him do the leading. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the I am who I am. You're the self-existent one. You're the I am for everything I am not. And it is when I am committed to stay connected to you that I can experience being led by you in the right direction. Lead me. Guide me. Show me your ways. Direct my steps. Order my steps. Lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Through your spirit of truth, guide me unto all truth. Thank you for who you are, because who you are makes the difference. Thank you for whose I am. I am yours, and you are mine. Hallelujah. And I can rest in that. I don't have to strive. I simply have to stay connected to you. Jesus, you are the true vine. And as I stay attached to you, as I stay remaining and living and abiding in you, fruit will be born out of my life. And so I come today and I worship you. I praise you. I seek you. I call on you. Just like I will do this whole week, I will continue to stay connected to you in the ways that you've provided for me to do so, through prayer, through the word, through fellowship with other believers, through biblical meditation, through application of your word. And as I do so, I will experience you, the I am, (laughs) being who exactly I need my life just call on the name of the Lord he's your help he's your help yeah earlier today we sang that when we open our mouths miracles start to break out I believe in the power of praise when we praise God comes and invades 
where we praise with his presence. And when God shows up, who he is and what he does begins to be manifested. So here in this house and in your house of those of you watching on live stream, I want you to get on your feet and I want you to get ready to declare with your mouth who your God is. Because as you open your mouth and begin to declare it, He's going to reveal who He is and what He can do. I believe it. If you're sick in body, He's your healer. If you're in the middle of a battle, He's your banner of victory. If you're in the middle of a storm, He is the Lord, your peace. But you've got to declare it in the praises of your mouth. He will demonstrate who He is. Come on, let's declare it. 